Luke 18, 1 through 8 says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Okay, well... As we can see here, the question is, do you have persistent faith? This passage is popularly known as the parable of the persistent widow, but it's probably best remembered as a lesson concerning faith's persistence. In this passage, we see Jesus telling this parable, picturing the confrontation between the dishonorable judge and the widow. The widow, who is earnestly and rightly seeking justice, simply will not take no for an answer. So, of course, this is something instructive for us. But there's more to the parable than just this. This parable is also a tale concerning the imperative in the life of any believer for persistent prayer. Prayer is powerful. I was so blessed to hear many of the praises this morning. We'll talk more about prayer in the coming moments. Finally, when we get towards the end of this passage, Jesus starts talking about God. Jesus is saying that, yes, God is absolutely responsive to the plight of the faithful in their prayers, but also that our life, the lives of you and I, even us, before Jesus, the Son of Man, returns? Well, this is going to pose a huge, huge challenge to our faith, our faith requiring the persistence that the parable is getting at. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? So this is what we'll be talking about this morning, that in the parable, just like in our lives, we must be vigilant. We must not give up, because things are going to be tough. But look what Jesus says. This judge is unjust. And if even an unjust judge can carry out justice, just imagine what God, the loving, righteous God who invented justice, so to speak, is going to do. Good stuff. So let's get into this. Well, when we begin to talk about the great justice of the loving God, I believe we often hit a snag, surprisingly. One of the hardest things to wrap our minds around as Christians is that there is actually injustice, wickedness, or evil in the world. Something I preach about from time to time. It's extremely upsetting. 
especially when you are personally experiencing this in your life. We have to look no further than right here in our passage, right? We see this injustice occurring even here in verse 2. This judge neither fears God nor cares what people think. There in verse 2. Well, when I read this, I start to think some things never change, right? We find, just like we find today, sometimes, a judge who cares nothing about justice, about God, or about people. Should have a slide here at this point. I don't think she's back there. That's okay. So the parable starts out grimly, like Jesus wants us to start thinking critically already about God's great justice and love in this world, a world of evil, where even those who carry out justice are themselves corrupt. Tough stuff. Well, with these sort of questions in our mind, these doubts, the parable moves forward. A widow, a widow of all people, perhaps the most powerless member of society in Jesus' day and maybe even in our own day, the widow displays the most power because she persistently never gives up. Verse 3. In the words of the judge in verse 5, she keeps bothering me. In other words, she has great faith. She never stops. Persistent faith is her great power. Already we begin to get the picture that somehow our faithful persistence is the answer, in fact, to the question of injustice, to the question of evil, to the question of how can God be just and loving in a world full of this injustice and evil. Well, the answer Jesus is getting at is intertwined with our persistent faith in God, God who is infinitely loving and just. Verse 1 tells us that this is the case. Verse 1 says, Jesus told his disciples this parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. This is the way we too must be in our lives today because persistent persistence in faith is in fact the answer. It is the answer to injustice. Well, why? Well, because God. Because God. Jesus is saying that though the odds are incredibly stacked against us in this world, where there will be corruption, we too should always pray and not give up like the widow, because God is God. Because God is the just one. And God actually does bring justice for his children who cry out to him. Verse 7. So therefore we must not never ever give up. This parable is not about our own power to keep going or about the widow's persistence, prominent though it is and important though it is, this parable is actually about God and God's acting. God is the one who works in us and through us when we go to him in prayer. It's not as if our prayer or our power is what changes things, of course. It's God's power. It's the Spirit, God himself who changes things when we pray and when we act. Our persistent faith comes from God's victory. Really, this parable is all about God's power. The characters in the parable itself are simply tools used to speak the truth about God by Jesus. 
And so because God is infinitely loving and just, we are always supposed to pray and never give up because even if we die in this life, God will bring justice and his love will cover the whole earth, even as the waters cover the sea. God will bring justice. And Christ's resurrection, the Spirit living in us, this is the real-life revelation of this promise. Even right now, this morning, here in church, this is what the world will look like in the future. It will be a future of God's victory. The answer is that because God wins at the cross and at death, He wins over death, we should never give up and always pray. Amen. Now, uh, I want to take a little break from the bullet points, and then we'll get back to it and tell you a story at this point. It has to do with our widow in the parable, facing this injustice, this corrupt judge. Well, there was once a man named uh, David Hume. Maybe you've heard of him. Hume was and is an extremely important skeptic philosopher of the 18th century from Scotland. His writings were and continue to be very influential. He often tackled theological problems as a favorite pastime of many philosophers. Well, Hume wrote a couple of questions. Is God willing to prevent evil but not able? Well, then he would be impotent. He is not all-powerful. Another question. Is God able to prevent evil but conversely not willing is he, is he not willing? Then he is malevolent or evil. Or is God both able and willing to prevent evil? And if he is, from where then does evil come from? In other words, Hume is asking something I'm sure the widow may have been thinking. That if God is able and willing to prevent evil, if God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good, then why in the world... Literally, is there evil? This is the question I am sure that the widow is thinking even as she fights for her justice, despite the odds. Maybe because of the odds, you could say. Well, I have to say, on a personal level, we too might think like this. Many of us have probably thought along these lines, and I have to tell you, it's not a bad thing to think along these lines. By the way, it's good for us to seek God. We might think if God were truly good and if God were truly just, then these bad things even in my very own life, like how I was cheated, how I was hurt, how I was unfairly uh, convicted of wrongdoing, for example, these things that should have never happened to me, whether it was in school, on the bus, at the workplace, with our families, later in life, why didn't God do something to stop this evil thing from happening to begin with? Well, to begin the answer, to set a foundation for the answer, let's look at our passage. In our passage, Jesus promises that justice will be granted and justice will be done. If even this unjust judge grants justice, right, then won't God... See that his children get justice and that they get it quickly. Will he keep putting them off? Verse 7. Well, 
To begin the answer, to begin the answer, absolutely not. God will not keep putting us off like the judge does in this parable. God is always acting. God even sent his own son to die for us and pay the ultimate price, which is God's ultimate action for us in our behalf. And even now, today, we have the spirit of the raised Christ living in us, the new creation. But to get back to the question, why did God not stop this evil thing to begin with? Let's press on now that we have the clue, the foundation that justice will be done answering whatever evil did in fact transpire. Notice in our passage this morning that there is an important assumption being made about evil that this widow is, is dealing with. So when God asks, will not, or when Jesus says, will not God bring about justice to those who cry out? Well, the assumption is that evil is already happening to everyone. That's why they're crying out to begin with. So where does this assumption of evil come from? Why does the widow have a plight to begin with, right? That's the question, and it's very much the same question. Why did God let this evil thing happen to me in my life to begin with? It's the same question. Well, we have to look in God's Word. God's Word gives us the answers. Evil exists in the world, like the corrupt judge in our parable, because of the wickedness of human beings, the unjust judge. In other words, evil is not from God, but from sinful human beings. In Romans 5.12, Paul says, Sin entered the world through one man, one human being, and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all, because all sinned. Sin is the evil in the world, as Paul says. Sin entered the world through one human being, in Romans 5.12. And notice Paul does not say, sin entered the world through God. Very important. So why did this evil happen to me, or this widow, to begin with? Well, evil happened to begin with because human beings chose it over God. They sinned. This is the hard truth of the good news of the Bible, of the gospel. It's the same reason bad things happen to you and to me and to the widow in the parable. We human beings are creatures created by God with the capacity to and for true love. We're created in the image of God. And therefore, the choice not to love. Because true love cannot be forced, or else it is not truly love. We chose not to love. We sinned and we hurt each other. We disobeyed God, the story of the garden. We messed up. And ever since we messed up, day by day, nanosecond by nanosecond, God has been working to call us back to Him at every moment, second by second, even sending His own Son to die for us on the cross. Why? Because God will never force us, God won't force us to come back to Him. This is why we have the Bible, why we have the Old Testament. Why we have the story of Israel and the gospel and Jesus Christ who fills the old scriptures with meaning. And even why we have this parable. That's what the parable is getting at. 
Because God will not force anyone to love him, because then it is not true love, this is why we must have faith, persistent faith. Why we must believe in the Son, true faith. I have to ask, what is true faith, true persistent faith, if not a true love for God? In verse 8, this is why Jesus asks, when the Son of Man comes, even though God does so much for us, giving us every good thing we've ever had, even dying for us in a brutal death on the cross, Jesus asks, will he find faith on the earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is what Jesus is saying. Will you be persistent in your faith through the power of God, even though this world is evil and full of sin and these bad things have happened to you? Will you stand firm until the end in His power, even having been robbed, having been cheated, having been hurt, or hurting others yourself? Will you continue to believe in God and love Him and pray to Him and do good, do justice to others, be missional, even when justice has not been done to you? Or when an accident or when a natural disaster hurts you or your loved ones? The question is, when the Son of Man comes, will He find that you were faithful persistently here on earth. God will deliver justice. Definitely. Because God has the final word on death. As the resurrection of Christ and His Spirit and the new life living in us proves. It proves it. But, will you believe it? Will you believe in Him? That's the question. As we come to a close this morning, you see our last point up here on the board. The point of all this is that God is not just sitting quietly in the meanwhile while we are getting unjustly treated. That's what the world wants you to believe. That's the lie of the enemy. But the Son of Man, Jesus Christ Himself, is coming back to earth. He's coming back. Right now we live in a time when things are the way they are. Nuts might be a word. Uh, confusion abounds. Because God has given us these last days, and we are in the last days, as an act of love, an act of mercy, an act of opportunity. It's the reason why we're all alive right now. The message of the scriptures to repent. This is what Jesus preached. And find God. Lead others to God in order to live the life that is truly life. Life that God desires. And it's the greatest good for us. God has given all human beings on the earth right now a last and final chance for our aching hearts to hear the Spirit calling and turn to Jesus. This is the good news. It's not bad news. It's not something we're being guilted into. 
this is why we live right now in a time where bad and evil things happen, where accidents happen, where confusion abounds. But the Son of Man is coming back. Sin and evil and death, confusion, all this will be gotten rid of. And by the way, it will be more than just gotten rid of. There's some good stuff at the end of the Bible. It's also in the middle and all over. Everything will be entirely made new so that we can't even imagine what God has in store for those who love Him. It will be so good compared to what we're used to right now, to the corrupt justice that's sort of the norm in the world. It will just blow us all away. I mean, in the positive sense, this will be truly amazing. In Revelation 21.5, we read, He who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. It will all be made new. The question in the last verse of our scripture today contains all this, contains this promise. All things will be made right. Every injustice fixed. Everything created good so that God is all in all, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. When the Son of Man comes, all this will happen. But, but, Jesus asks, when he comes... When he comes, will he find that you, even me, all of us, was I faithful to him and his death and his promise of returning? Were you faithful and persistent and prayerful and missional to the very end? Despite evil, despite what people do to you and it's unfair, when Jesus comes back to the earth, will he find faith on the earth? Do we have persistent faith? That's the question I want to leave us all with this morning as we come to a close. Why don't we say a word of prayer and uh, close this message?